Bissell there of the Radiophonic Sea Creatures. Grass up your neighbours to the Rosses for having an orgy with more than the allowed six people, because I, Tokyo Choo Choo, am going to be your host today. And uh, with me as always is a man who is socially distancing from Human Metal's mother due to last year's scandal. It's Brack. How are you today, Brack? <laughs> I'm socially distancing from everybody, because we're in a second lockdown right now. You know, I, I, I usually don't buy DLC, right? But the PS5 is almost out. It's already out, actually. And I bought, bought DLC not for a PS4 game, but for a PS3 game. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's insane, right? Because I'm still playing that fucking video game, The Fight. Like the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the touch controller game, like the motion control game. But I'm like, now I bought the, the workout DLC. And now I'm like I'm fighting like Danny Trejo for like, uh, with like half an hour fights like four times a week or something like I'm just me in the, in the ring with Danny Trejo for 30 minutes like it's that scene from They Live right like a, like a fight that just goes on and on right so that's uh, that's what I'm doing Jesus. I'm switching off between playing because like I, I, you, you got like an angry message for me right because I finished the main campaign of that and like the final boss is like a mystery and you think okay that's gonna be Danny Trejo right so and you play that pick the final boss to fight him and then you find out it's Bruce Lee. It's like, what? <laughs> like, there's no mention of Bruce Lee being in this game, like, at all. And then all of a sudden, the final boss is Bruce Lee. But then they picked, like, Danny Trejo for, like, the workout DLC. And it's it's pretty funny. Like, like you have, like, normal workout stuff, like, like normal, like, mini games, like, to, to get the burn going. And you can have, like, just, like, fight. You can just fight for 30 minutes, like, no health bar. It's just you and Danny Trejo, and you're fighting. And he's, like, saying, like, lines, like, you're a machine. Keep going the best like stuff like that while you're doing it <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's it's fun yeah i guess if you got to get exercise uh, uh in lockdown i guess there are worse ways to uh, to go about it um you you mentioned the uh the playstation 5 launch there break which uh, has happened so i think uh i i didn't get it on launch uh, did you brack no no I, I i thought about it for a little while but then it's like, oh, it's so much stuff going on, so it's already on me. It's like, oh, no, I'm not going to go. Because I was like, oh, maybe I will sell my PS4 Pro, and then I get like a nice discount on the PS5. But now the PS5 is already out, so the PS4 Pro is like basically worthless to people. Like nobody wants to buy that shit anymore. So I was like, yeah, I, I'm not going to bother. I'm just going to wait till it's like a little bit cheaper. Jesus Christ, I still, I, I, I still have the original uh, PlayStation 4. I don't even have a Pro. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, for me, like... Uh, the PlayStation 5, the, the, the thing is, like, when you think about the launch that just happened, um, it's not like previous console launches, which always seemed like these huge events, do you know what I mean? Like, super exciting or whatever. And the launch of the PlayStation 5 isn't like that. It feels like the launch of, a, like, a much more minor machine, um, which is interesting. I mean, uh, partially, it's probably the year. You know what I mean? This year is fucked, so it's it's hard to, you know, nobody goes to the game store right now, um, so yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I just see less of it, like in the world. Like normally, when there's something like that's happening, you see like billboards and stuff, and posters and whatever. Like every time you go to the trade, there's like some stuff there, and like you don't see that at all right now. 
Yeah, it's, it's right. As you usually see, like you get spammed by advertisements and stuff, and there's generally this kind of like feeling on the street. You know what I mean? Of just like, oh my god, I can't believe they're there. And this year, it's, this time, it's just like, oh, the PlayStation 5's launch. Oh yeah, cool. <laughs> and I, and I, like the funny thing is, like the like the launch lineup is so much better than like the PS4 was. Mm. Yeah. Like, you have like a new Spider-Man. You have like the remake of Demon Souls. You have some other stuff. And I remember the PS4. I, I, like, I like that. He pinpoints the only two good games, and then it's like, yeah, you got, you're so good. Yeah, you got Spider-Man and Demon Souls and some other stuff. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't really like look into it too much, but like there are actual like games. You know what I mean? Like, like PS4 had like literally nothing. Okay, not literally nothing, but it was like just kill zone. Like like not even a good kill zone. It was kill zone and neck. Remember neck? Right? <laughs> yeah. Vaguely, yeah. Huh? <laughs> well, if, so, like if... this time, it's so much better. Like Spider Man, there, there's people talk about it, like there's like a little bit plant game which is supposed to be pretty good, and uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Demon Souls is supposed to be really pretty. Like it is a lo- much better, like stronger launch lineup, and you also have like all your PS4 games like play on it and yeah. play much better. Like that's that's also like a pretty big. Uh, like deal, I think. Hmm. All right, Brack. Let's 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 play uh, let's play devil's advocate, fantasy zone stuff. If if someone gave you a large amount of money and you could only spend it on a PlayStation Five, and uh, they basically said, okay, PlayStation Five, and let's say two games, what what would you pick up for your PlayStation? Uh, for me, um, I would probably pick up Spider Man. Obviously, like you know, I like Spider Man. Right, and uh, should I pick up Demon Souls? Like, I, I, I know some people are like, like, oh yeah, Demon Souls is great, but I'm like, I'm not a big Demon Souls fan, yeah. so I'm not sure. I probably pick like uh, Assassin's Creed, the new one, the oh, fighting oh, one. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's good. We... good picks, although both open world games, so I'm not sure how that's gonna fly at the same time. Uh, I probably play Spider-Man first, and then go ahead to Valhalla. Okay. I think for me, but like. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. But like, that—that's the reason I was almost thinking about the switching, like selling mine, because all your normal PS4 games also run better, right? Like some mm. games, like the game I'm going to talk about later, it's like double the frame rate, or so, and it looks like prettier and stuff at the same time. And then like, yeah, maybe I should switch it off because like, even if I don't buy any new games, I can just play all my other games and they look much better. But like, yeah, probably gonna wait. Like, I don't care all that much, so I'm still gonna wait. I wonder if the super sweet loading stuff works on play, old PlayStation 4 games. I'm not sure about that. Um, don't know. He, Rex giving me the I don't know <laughs> look I, too. I think some of them do, <laughs> and some of them don't. You know how uh. it is. Um, if, if for me personally, I'm not gonna get a PlayStation 5 for at least I don't know a year at least. You know, I think. Um, Historically, obviously, during the the, the the first part of a a new generation, there's always kinks and always, you know, like uh, faults and whatever that happens. Uh, I hear like sometimes maybe the fan or whatever on the PlayStation Five is uh, a bit malfunctiony. And uh, what's it? The the Xbox Series One has a glitch where the Xbox starts shutting down like five like five seconds into a game or something, and they can't quite figure out how to fix that. So yes, that that's a good time to wait. Yeah, yeah. yeah so and plus, like for me, there is no killer app 
for the PlayStation 5 now. I mean, um, I'm not that into Spider-Man. I haven't even... I have the original Spider-Man on PlayStation 4. I haven't played it, basically. Um, I played, like, one hour of it. So, maybe not entirely my thing. And Demon Souls, you know, I don't I don't know much about Demon Souls. I don't, but it doesn't strike me as a, a something that I would be gagging to play. So, there isn't really a killer thing for me. But, again, answering my own question, if someone gave me X amount of money and said, hey you can buy a playstation what games would you pick up i would actually pick up bug snacks <laughs> and um maybe the little big planet game i think uh I, assassin's creed valhalla would you know be in amongst the choices but i think yeah i'd be happy with those two games bug snacks and uh the little big planet um but i think uh, of all of the titles coming out with the playstation 5 i'm most excited to play that uh what's it astro's playroom the that looks cool yeah like, that looks cool I, and I, I think that people that's the one that's the one that you get for free it's like four hours long or something that's the one people are like the most like uh like happy about like the most positive yeah. it's like the biggest game change <laughs> it's like it's like oh yeah you got like a beautiful new spider-man game with this like funny cartoon cutie cute cartoony game that's like two hours long it's like the the one thing that's blowing people away yeah i mean that looks fun especially like i of course i don't know because i haven't played it and i haven't really watched much about it but i hear it delves into like playstation's history and stuff and you know for me uh, i grew up with nintendo and sega so coming to the point where playstation has enough of its own legacy to actually make a kind of legacy game like that you know what i mean where where it it looks back at all the past franchises and stuff um that's actually quite an interesting uh place that we're in and, and it just makes me feel really old and tired um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, i remember like the astros there's like a vr game uh, astrobot vr rescue mission or something and i played that that's really good so i think uh I hope they actually go on with that. Like they make a new, like a full game and not just like a three hour, like uh, freebie. Yeah. I did. I think the PlayStation four had one where the dudes were like in your controller or something. And you could like shake around your controller and they would like fall in the direction you were leaning your controller or something like that. But um, at the, at the kind of launch or the early part of the PlayStation, but I, I never fucking played that shit. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> See, they had, they had, like, one of those for the VR as well, right? And that, like, that was so... People liked it so much that they are like, oh, we're going to make a full game out of it, of this for VR. So I hope they do the same thing with, like, this this one for the for the PS5. Like, make a full game out of it because people like it so much. Yeah. That's, I mean, the, the, if, if you can get a really high-quality 3D platformer out of it, why not, eh? Yeah, like, like there's, like, a 60-euro, whatever, full-price platforming game in like uh, a little big planet sack boy game right mm. and people nobody's talking about that one like no i've never i haven't heard anybody talk about that one but this one that you get for free everybody's loving it so yeah yeah i, I had the uh, the little big planet game was fine <laughs> okay it, it's all right it looks a lot like that <laughs> like that one what's the one for like the wii u for like the, the mario one where it's like a from like the top down almost, like uh, from the side top down. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, it's Super Mario World 3D or something. Super Mario 3D World, right? I think. I don't know. I, 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 I think Mario that's it. Worlds, 
are, are really difficult. Like they have so many like names that are way too similar to me. I I I, I, I know the game. It's the it's the one with Mario's in a cat suit, right? Is that one? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I think it's like Super Mario 3D Land or 3D World. Again, I I. I would say I don't own a Wii U, but that's not actually true. I do. I just completely forgot about it because I own like one game for it or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like forgotten about. Um, okay, so anyway, uh, what we're going to do today, we don't have a depth today. So instead, Rack and I are going to enter into uh, a super shallow. So we, we're going to share three things that we have been doing recently. We're going to talk about them. Um so, Brack, why don't you lead us into the uh, the first thing on your list? Yeah, like I said, I was like, there's one game that supposedly works so much better on PS5 with like double the frame rate and like better loading times, which is Days Gone. And um, Days Gone is like this open world zombie game. Uh, have you seen anything about it? I know anything about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a video game enthusiast. Of course, I know. This is a lie. Uh, no. <laughs> what I do? What? No, hang on, hang on. Okay, what? What do I know? I know it has these very bland-looking biker dudes, and it looks like a very kind of naturistic open-world type scenario. And I know there's this whole thing about hordes, huge hordes of zombies, right? That's the that's the game's real selling point. Like you get these giant stampedes of zombies. Like that's yeah. that's basically the only thing I know. Oh, and it's incredibly long. The game's like insanely okay. long. It's 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 above average length. Like for open world games, these open world games are way too long anyway. Like yeah. all of them. No joke. Like, but this is this is shorter than some of those like Assassin's Creed ones, like Origins or something, which you haven't finished. <laughs> but yeah. uh, it's definitely shorter than uh, Red Dead. That one is way longer. And this one actually, it tries to be a lot like Red Dead Redemption, like the first one, right? It even like pulls like some of those like uh, uh, like those tricks because like in Red Dead Redemption One like you start with like one area of the map and then like when the story is like gets to the point then you actually unlock like another area right like you go to Mexico and the point when you go to Mexico you're like you're on your horse and then, like have like a nice song playing in the background uh, unless you get killed during that section <laughs> like you did. <laughs> But like they have like a very atmospheric like song playing in the background while you're like going from location to location, and like Days Gone does the same thing, right? Like there's like a super large area of the map you don't go through to till like 25 hours into the game or something. Like so like it's like like they have like their their game setup is like three acts, and every act is actually like one area of the map unlocks extra through it. So they pull off that trick, and there's like a lot of like the game is like you driving around on your bike your bike is like more like uh like a horse in red dead and it's like a, a vehicle in gta or something like you you can't go anywhere without your bike you always have to have your bike close to you you have to make sure it's repaired you have to make sure uh, there's like full fuel in it right there's like every once in a while like not at the end of the game because you have like a big you upgrade your bike or whatever but there was like a few times where like I was like out of fuel in the middle of fucking nowhere right and I have to go like search for for like a fuel can or there's one section where I was like really close to like a state gas station, which were still working for some reason. Like you could still like load up, and then like I was run out of, out of fuel, so he has to like really dumb like walk his bike over there like really slowly, <laughs> so <laughs> sure I, I can get like the fuel in there. And um, so yeah, I actually tried to build that relationship with it. 
but it's not like the story itself isn't as like good as Red Dead is, right? Like there's no, not as deep and whatever. And this is what I find so funny in this game. There's, there's such a difference between the character's like personality in the story and he is in like in the gameplay, like the things he says and stuff. Like in the story, he's like very pretty, like he has some issues, right? He's like he has some anger problems, but he's pretty collected, like a pretty like understanding, collected, like uh, 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 smart dude. But in the but in the, the gameplay, he's like a straight up maniac. Like he's a fucking monster. Like he's like 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 uh, he's like straight up insane. Like he's not yelling at people at, at stuff. Like at stuff, right? Just straight up yelling. Like you get these radio calls from like some uh, uh, kind of right wing conspiracy dude who's like has his own camp there. He's like. Fuck you! Shut the fuck up! Like if you if you don't like want to listen to the call, you like you can like close it and, and your dude starts yelling at it. Like nobody wants to hear your shit. Like at nobody, like, he can't hear you. Or he's like, oh man, like, when you go to a camp to kill like some uh, like there's like camps you get to take over and stuff. He's like, I have to kill all of them, all of them. I can't let these killers stay alive. Like what? <laughs> and then like the, the story, right? There's like, the whole thing about him, like. Like, he's one of those, like, uh, traditional, like, males. Like, he's, like, a traditional dude. And he doesn't like it when unarmed women get, like, hurt. Or, like, he's pretty, like, uh, defending of, like, of, of a woman when he, when he finds them. But in the gameplay, like, the campers or, like, the bad guys can be women as well. So oh. there's, like, sometimes where you have, like, a kill a kill uh, motion where you, like, stealth kill somebody. And it's like, you dumb bitch! <laughs> and <I'm> like... <laughs> It's like, and I go to the gameplay, back to the story. It's like, I have to defend her. Like, I have to save her. Like, I have to, I have to make sure she's okay. And like, uh, there's such a, like a big like difference between that stuff, and it's kind of funny. Jesus Christ! I mean, yeah, that, 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 wow. I mean, if just assuming that everybody in the world, just because they're camping in the middle of nowhere, is like a dangerous killer. Do you know what I mean? I think if you really think about it in realistic terms, I mean, that's bordering on psychopath territory. Yeah, now he is a straight up psychopath in like the gameplay section, but like not in the story. And it's like, oh, <laughs> what's going on with you, dude? Like, it's it's it's, uh, it's really funny. <laughs> Overall, I'm really enjoying the game. Like, I really need some, sometimes you really feel like you want some, one of those Ubisoft type games, right? Where it's like an open world, or you have like stuff on the map to do. And then, uh, yeah, you can kill zombies, and at night there's more zombies, and at day there's more other people in the street. And they have, like, those those normal, those those Red Dead stuff, right? uh, Redemption stuff, where it's, like, random encounters, where you, like, sometimes come across, like, other bikers or um, some guy being held hostage, or some guy's, like, trapped in a car with, like, zombies trying to kill him. And if you save them, you can put a send it to a camp, and you get, like, points for that, and then unlock better weapons, better car, but better better vehicle, better better bike parts. Also, this is also funny to me. Like, you have to have like a certain reputation at the camp to unlock bike parts, right? Like to be again buy better bike parts. And one of the best ones is like a better fuel tank because also if you want to fast travel, it costs fuel, so you need to get more fuel to if you want to fast travel or just like don't want to fill up your tank if you want uh, that often. But uh, I I didn't have enough points, but I could get one of the special ones. Like that's one from another game. It's like a, like a unlock free DLC they added later. Okay, so yeah. now I'm driving around with like a fuel tank, which is like that baby from Dead Stranding. <laughs> like, yeah. 
there's like like one of those tubes with all of those babies in it where it was like moving and that's your fuel tank and it looks so dumb like you have like this serious like bike and there's like a baby like that's <laughs> really baby on there <laughs> that's uh. horrible <laughs> yeah, I was like yeah I need to invent a fuel tank that's the best one so man that's I mean that's that, that, in, in I understand, like, from an aesthetic standpoint, that it's fun, but from uh, if you're trying to take the game seriously, that's just wrong. <laughs> yeah, it is wrong. <laughs> oh, man. But I understand, like, what you were saying about sometimes you just need one of those kind of... Uh, those kind of B-level open-world games. I remember how much fun I had with Mad Max um, early on in the, in the kind of, like, the PlayStation 4's lifetime. Like, I even though that that game is not perfect by by any stretch of the imagination i really enjoyed that at the time just the kind of like the peaceful nature of it and you know um and at that moment in time that was exactly what i needed to play like what i wanted to play do you know what i mean just like like open world sort of mostly peaceful you can go at your own pace etc how is the difficulty for days gone in the beginning i thought it was pretty difficult because Especially very early in the beginning, you didn't have like I didn't have like a machine gun or anything, just the pistol. Every once in a while, you just especially if you go out at night, uh, you can run into like hordes of zombies and like like ten or twenty or whatever, and you just get ripped apart. And then later on, they are like way bigger hordes. Like that's one of the the selling points, whatever. It's yeah. like sometimes you can like get overrun by like a hundred like enemies, well like a hundred zombies just running after you. And you're just like trying to like survive, and you have to run away and stuff like that, which is fun. But like that's one of like the the coolest parts of it because like there's no way you've ever seen so many enemies on screen in like a, in like a game, and then uh, and then you choose like sometimes you're gonna survive, and sometimes you just like get like ripped to the shreds, and like you just like uh, lose some progress there. So yeah, it's uh it's not too difficult, but it's there's definitely still some challenge to it. Okay, that's cool. All right. I, I mean, I I don't think, uh, unfortunately, I don't think I'm ever going to play that game just uh, because it's just way down on my list, and there are so many games uh, in the PS4 library that I've, I I would like to play above that. Like for example, you know, PlayStation Plus is such a great thing; it gives you so many good games. Um, yeah, I have vaguely, I have basically haven't played almost any of them. So Metal Gear Solid Five, like, is one of those games that's like really shining in the in the the ps plus library that i haven't played and it's just sitting there waiting for me someday to one day say you know what fuck it i'm gonna play metal gear 5 <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good game as well like that's a really uh, uh unique game because it's basically flips what the normal like metal gear sword formula is mm-hmm. where it's like a lot of story and, and, and good gameplay but like a lot of story and Metal Gear 5 has basically no story <laughs> like there's barely any story there but it has like some of the best like open world like stealth gameplay you can ever find like insanely detailed yeah I, I might I might you know what I mean like if it's between that and Days Gone I'm, I'm probably going to choose Metal Gear 5 and there's a few more games like I say even the Spider-Man game like I have that on disc and I've played like one hour of it so it's just not enough time to to get to all of the great games and i'm i'm uh it seems like days gone is just going to be one of those it's that's just going to be you know days gone it's just you know gone <laughs> in the past yeah yeah no. it's, it's not hit, 
if it wasn't for like I got into like PlayStation Now, which is like places like subscription servers, right? Mm. And uh, I got it through there, and it's only available for like a couple of months. Otherwise, I would probably would have like waited for the sequel because I think like there's a lot there that's good, and it's definitely a lot there that could be so much better. Like if they make a Days Gone too, like there's so much things like a fix and like the pacing and like some of the character and story stuff. It's like oh yeah, this could get better. Hmm. There's a lot of potential there. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if they absolutely nail a sequel, I mean, uh, I, I might be down for that. But we, we come, we also the other thing, the last thing I'll say about that game is like we come from a generation where there were so many zombie games. Like, Jesus, you know, and you get to a point where you get all kind of zombied out. But uh, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe in the future there'll be less zombie games and uh, it'll be more tempting. That, that was also what I felt like throughout the game. The game was like, yeah. I could have just like played like a biker game like this. You know what I mean? Like, mm. the, it didn't really need the zombies. Like, I could like it's it's cool to have like the open world, like the open road and whatever. But if it was just like an area where not that many people lived, I was like, yeah, I, I would also be okay with it. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, just uh, just a post-apocalyptic world where bikers rule the world. That'd be. That, that, that actually sounds more fun than zombies. <laughs> like, somehow the world has yeah, de- devolved into biker gangs. That is actually what it is. Like, because, like, there's no cars. Like, everybody's in bikes. Like, for some reason, like, it's only bikers left alive. Like, nobody was bred for the zombie apocalypse except bikers. Why? <laughs> I don't really know. Like, everybody's like a biker. <laughs> sounds like a Hell's Angels, like, like uh, dream game. Triple H made that game. Christ. Um, okay, so I get. We'll move on to the next thing. Uh, my first thing, and it's going to be a movie that I watched just recently, um, which was Midsummer. Uh, Midsummer is from the director. Uh, I think his name is Ariasta, I believe. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He was direct. He directed uh, Hereditary. Um, which was uh, an extremely frightening film, um, which I enjoyed, and Human Metal enjoyed. I mean, Human Metal would probably quite enjoy this conversation. I'm sure he, he'd have a few things to say about this film if he had seen it. Probably all negative. But uh, <clears throat> so, uh, Midsummer is what is Midsummer about? Midsummer is about a girl who goes through some uh, really horrific family trauma. And in, in when she's rebounding from this trauma, she gets invited to go to Sweden uh, to attend one of her college friends' uh, hometown festival. I say hometown, but it's actually like a, a small like cult village um, in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the countryside. And she gets invited to, to go, and they have many strange rituals and customs. And as you can probably judge, you know, because it is from the guy who made Hereditary, it is it is kind of kind of kind of a horror film, not exactly, but you know, I mean, there is definitely some really shocking parts at least. Yeah, yeah, there is absolutely. Right? Yeah, I mean, it, it it as you can probably imagine, it does kind of descend into uh, a Wicker Man esque. Uh, you know, kind of like cultist, you know, you, you, of course, when you start watching the film from the tone of it, you immediately know like bad things are going to happen and bad things do happen. And that's how it goes down. Um, I don't want to talk about spoilers exactly uh, in this discussion because uh, I think it's a really good movie and uh, probably many people haven't seen it. Um, I'm not sure how popular it was. 
I don't know about that type of thing. Anyway, what I will say is I thought this movie was great. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, I thought that uh, uh, from an artistic standpoint, from like the shot composition and the structure of the movie, uh, it was beautifully filmed and had beautiful cinematography and the set design was really fantastic. Uh, and despite... I think they built that whole town, right? Like that, that's like that stuff there. That's yeah. like not really there. Like there's no like old town they took over to film this. Like it's just like completely they made everything. And you can definitely see that. Like they don't try to like have to like make different locations and try to cut them together in the cutting room. Like and they could like actually have a super long shot of them walking through the entire location. So that that really helps like ground it to that place. Exactly, and it, and it makes sense because that is a handmade village, right? It, it is a handmade village. They they made it with their own hands. You get that. You definitely get that. That you know those people are responsible for making those buildings. Um, but yeah, it's like the little details. Like if you're paying attention. So I've actually seen the movie twice. Um, it was that good. I actually watched it twice. Um, there are many small details in like the paintings on the walls of the buildings and stuff that that you know detail like different rituals and stuff that this cult has um but yeah like it's cinematography there's like uh, hard to explain usually horror movies are really dank and dark you know and uh this one is like sunny and bright and full of vivid colors um a lot of the time people are taking drugs <laughs> in the film so there's a lot of like trippy kind of hazy like you know where people are warping sort of in and out of their own consciousness type type of thing and there's a lot of like uh screen filters and stuff and uh, uh to to kind of like uh, uh visualize their kind of their trip that they're on and stuff like that um there's a whole kind of like really sunny surreal nature to everything um and it's really unique for a horror film to see everything you know the climax of the film you know with the peak of horror is all done in the glaring sunlight you know, amongst these beautiful flowers and lush scenery and beautiful costumes and stuff. Ah, oh, it's amazing. You're like, oh yeah, that looks like a nice. Like if it wasn't for the cold, this looks like a nice. Looks like a nice place. Yeah. Just like chill. Exactly. It'd be like I'd love to go to you know spend a little bit of time in that cult with those people as long as it's not in on this particular weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like every other time of the year seems fine. You know, just have like have a drink, nice, uh, nice hostel there. Yeah, looks nice. Yeah. Very sunny. Uh, I, 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 I really loved it. Um, I thought my he... midsummer experience in Sweden was very different, though. Just saying. Oh yeah, that's right. You went to Sweden. How was a Swedish midsummer? Just for a quick non sequitur. Oh, it, it was just I, I just had the party. It was a lot of drinking, and that's it. Oh. No real, no like, no burning or anything. Just like, <laughs> just a lot of alcohol. Okay, well that sounds some drugs it. as well. That's so that's that's their similarity. But uh, besides that, uh, it wasn't anything like this. Well, the yeah. weather wasn't even that nice that day. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> but yeah, drinking and drugs—that's great. That sounds like my kind of time. But yeah, um, I, I don't want to get into spoilers, but uh, I really enjoyed that the way the movie ended um which i won't go into very much but i think uh there was a a, a strange thought-provoking ending 
about you know in a lot of ways what is not exactly what is right and what is wrong because that's you know what what's right and what's wrong is what's right and what's wrong it's black and white but there's definitely a, a certain emotional gray area there where you know bad things happen but you're not entirely sure if it was a happy ending or a sad ending or what it's really kind of it's really confusing um on a on a kind of emotional level right what how you feel about that um it's it's definitely interesting and i thought it was a really colorful really bright really entertaining movie start to finish beautifully photographed i'd say weak points for that movie is it's very very predictable um in a lot of ways and owes way too much to the wicker man i mean that's that's basically the 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 big lebowski scene of um you know midsummer is basically like pencil tracing the guy with the giant dick um except instead of pencil tracing the guy with the giant dick it's pencil tracing uh the wicker man <laughs> like <laughs> um not yeah, the nicholas there's cage no point where you're like where you're like surprised you know like you know when they go to that place like like we we learned from every like type of this movie when you go to like like a place like this something is going wrong and like what's going wrong is pretty like obvious yeah although on on the um on the second watch i did notice some nice little things that i didn't notice um so i get okay it's, it's minor, minor spoiler alert but not really major but there's there's a because you know it is that type of movie and like we say it is very predictable but but ah, an interesting point a lot of the nasty stuff is done off screen so you know it's not a particularly grotesque or gore-ridden film um but there's uh like some nice little subtle details like i remember like in one scene there's a guy and he's just waiting out in the field and in the background just off in the background you hear it like a really hard scream from someone you know and like uh probably one of the characters has been killed off screen um well definitely one of the characters has been been killed off screen but in the first watch through it's it's subtle enough that you don't notice um it's only on the second run through that you actually like when you're really thinking oh hang on a minute what what happened to that character and then during that scene you hear the scream you're just like ah that's okay that's what happened to that character (laughs) like so it's quite an interesting film to to watch uh the second time through when you know exactly what's going to happen so yeah did you did you like the film though breck uh, i can't really judge if you liked it mm, uh, i thought it was all right like I, I i'm not a big horror guy in in general right mm-hmm. this movie is also really fucking long yes it is which 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 got to be at some point like it's like okay uh some people love that some people are like love to hang out in that vibe right yeah. And I'm not, I'm not I'm not somebody in this case who like we like that. Like I was like, okay, this is pretty stressful. <laughs> this five is pretty stressful. I know what's gonna happen. Just just get to it at some point. So uh, yeah, I was, that was alright. I didn't really have a problem with the length. Uh, like you were saying, like for me, I knew what was gonna happen, of course. But this movie wasn't a particularly stressful movie, and there was like a, uh, a like we discussed, there was a weird travelogue sort of element to the film that i was enjoying <laughs> this weird culture like this really beautiful sunny place and like the ornate traditions they had and like the you know the big tables and the costumes and all of the kind of like the different rituals that they would do and stuff i really enjoyed that stuff and like like i say i i, 
like for me it was like ho- like part horror film and part like you know travel porn so like <laughs> i was kind of all about that when it, when it comes to like the, the the new wave of like uh critically acclaimed horror directors i'm much more of like a robert eggers guy than an ari Aster guy i like the witch and the lighthouse a lot more i like the witch that was a really good film um but however i do like midsummer more than the witch um i can't speak to lighthouse because i haven't seen it i wanted to see that in my uh, uh recently of course it was halloween recently uh unless you're listening to this in next summer and then uh don't know what to tell you hopefully the coronavirus is over um <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but yeah i listened i i wanted to watch the lighthouse uh in the in the run-up to halloween but unfortunately i couldn't find a viable way to watch it like on amazon prime it was so expensive to to doubt i don't think they even had it on amazon prime so yeah basically there was just no way to watch the lighthouse for me the sucks. witch and the lighthouse was like a, as a double feature were my last two movies in theater well, before the, lo- the first lockdown damn wow that's <laughs> so, cool <yeah. laughs> that's all they had it done which did you like more the witch or the lighthouse oh, i like the lighthouse better but it's 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 i'm not sure if i would like it as much if i watched it like at home because it's like kind of like a, a crazy like movie that you have to like be in you know what i mean like yeah, yeah you're almost works better if you're forced to that you can't that you can't like pass it or walk away or watch or look away or whatever like not in the scary version of that but in like uh the uh, like the movie is trying to drive you crazy at the same time while you're watching it so that's more effective if you're actually like forced to watch it, like if you're locked in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I watch horror movies like that myself anyway. But um, yeah, but, uh, but it, that's cool. It's not in the horror sense, like it just like in a general like insanity sense. That's cool. Like, it's not it's not a scary movie. It's not definitely not a scary movie. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely also a vibe movie like this one, but like yeah. in a very different, like very weird vibe. Was the witch scary? Vaguely, there was a there was an absolute fantastic jump scare in the witch that made me jump out my fucking socks. I remember that, the 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 moment with the goat, like Jesus. Oh yeah, that that made me come out my skin. <laughs> like so, that was a good. The, jump the witch scare. actually like uh, it's a pretty short movie and there's like at least two, three, maybe four times where I actually like oh damn this is scary. Yeah, the witch like, was a the beginning with the witch the actual like the beginning witch the opening witch or whatever that that was pretty scary and there's like a moment where like the brother like stalks talking tongues almost which uh yeah freaked me out as well but yeah that's uh i I like both those movies like uh, those are for me easier to recommend than midsummer did you ever Uh, see hereditary brack no i haven't seen it yet like i know i should probably watch it but like that's like with midsummer's like yeah i like this but I'm not sure I'm looking forward to watching like another like two and a half hour horror movie from the same director anytime soon. Okay, so so Midsummer is I love Midsummer. It's great, but it is nowhere in any way, shape, or form, even remotely, as frightening as Hereditary, which is literally one of the scariest films I've ever seen in my life. Hereditary is is a shizer. Like it's it's like far in advance of like The Witch in in its realms of how much how scary it's fucking hell <laughs> the the you're not uh, selling me that's all i'm saying yeah the 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 end of hereditary is one of those like endings that kind of stays with you you know like way after you've watched the film it's it's incredibly frightening 
Um, but yeah, okay, so that's enough of Midsummer. I recommend it. Brax a bit eh, on it, but I recommend it. I really, really loved that film. Um, I watched it twice. I would like to see it again. Love it. Um, so tell us about uh, your next mix. Uh, mix? What the fuck am I talking about? Your next pick, Brax. Your next mix, uh, yes, nuts and uh, pretzels. Yes, I love nuts and pretzels. Good mix. I don't. No, I just, uh, get, get stuck no, actually, in your teeth. That's, that's a lie. I don't, I, don't, I don't like nuts and pretzels at all. Just yeah. give me some chips. <laughs> just like uh, keep it safe. Sure. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, uh, the the one other game I've played and finished uh, is Katana Zero, which um, you've probably never heard of this, but it's uh, like a super fast and super like high difficulty in, in a way like really quick uh, uh, like hack and slash uh, go through a room without getting killed you can't even get hit once game like it's a lot like Hotline Miami only it's a side scroller and it has like a story like that like that's weird about these games both Hotline Miami and Katana Zero because they're both like damn you're gonna enjoy killing people so much in this game also the story is all about how killing is bad <laughs> You should feel bad for enjoying this that much, you know what I mean? Like that's like the, the, the like the the crux of the story in both both games, and uh, like what I, what I like about this, this is the kind of like I'm not a big fan of like super difficult games, mm-hmm. but with these games I, you die a lot, like really a lot, but I don't mind it at all because it's like it's always like a single room, you know what I mean? Like you can try out a lot of different like tactics and like change up your like play style. And then get through the room, and then you're like done. It's not like every time you die, you have to go back like uh, like ten minutes of progress or whatever. Like at most, you lose like a minute of progress because like those those room sections are pretty short. Like you have to go through just like twenty guys at most, and then you go to the next uh, section, and then uh, yeah, you can try stuff out. And like I, I don't like the type of we talked about Demon Souls, right? That's the yeah. kind of hard game I dislike because then I know if I die. I have to go all the way back and I have to like lose a lot of my equipment and I have to get your equipment again. And then that's all before you can actually get another shot at the stuff that like killed you. So that's not my type of difficult game, but this one, I love it. Uh, I like the story. It's super fast. It has like that cyberpunk, like, uh, uh, aesthetics with also like the music, like that, like, uh, like the John Carpenter, like, uh, synth style music. Only like like a really atmospheric version of that, and uh, yeah, this is a blast. That's this is the type of, type of game where even like the, the 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 ones that aren't as good, like there are some like Hotline Miami games that aren't as good. I still enjoy those because I just like that type of gameplay a lot. So Katana uh, Zero, if you like Hotline Miami, try it out. Is it like top down? No, no, it's side scroller. Okay, it's like that's the, the biggest okay. difference. Like it's a side scroller, but like you can slow down time. And like every time you hit one person, he's just like dead. But every time you can hit, you're also dead or get shot. But yeah, you can like actually like slow down time and reflect bullets like by just hitting it with your sword once. And uh, yeah, you can. And after after you're done with a section, they show it in like real time, and you just look like a fucking badass when you <laughs> every time you slow time like you slow like it looks like in in like ten seconds you just killed a room of dudes and like reflected like bullets or like killed other guys like at the same time it's like uh yeah it makes you look like you're like a, a total monster wow that's cool hmm. yeah um i guess that yeah i guess that brings me on to the, my video game um which uh is, i guess is vaguely similar because 
I'm actually playing uh, an extremely difficult game myself uh, these days, uh, so th which is very odd for me because the way that I play video games is I don't want to be frustrated. I don't particularly want to be challenged. So that has led me to spend my time playing things like uh, Red Dead Redemption and uh, you know Assassin's Creed and stuff, things that aren't difficult, really. I mean, they're long. I mean, that is the difficulty of them. They're just long. <laughs> just length will kill you. Um, but I am actually recently I'm playing Hollow Knight, which is a 2D Metroidvania. Uh, I'm a sucker for a good uh, Metroidvania game, and Hollow Knight is easily one of the best I've ever played. Uh, easily, um, right up there. Like, I, in fact, outside of the Metroid games themselves. I think this is the, the, the best Metroidvania game I've ever played that isn't actually Metroid. Um, it might even be better than uh, a lot of the... It is better than a lot of the Metroid games. It's absolutely fantastic. So, great things about Hollow Knight. Has an absolutely perfect art design. Um, the 2D hand-drawn, you know, sprites. They're not exactly... Well, not exactly sprites, but, you know, the, the hand-drawn 2D characters and... Um, the worlds, the areas that they are in are absolutely perfect. There's so much atmosphere and uh, beautiful artistry to, to the illustrations and stuff. It's all like hand-drawn style. Um, but more than that, like the world that Hollow Knight has, has a strange, alluring sadness to it. Like, um, it's difficult to explain, but like I would point to like uh, what's his name, Alex Proyas, like his movies, uh, his good movies, like Dark City or The Crow, right? There's that kind of like that weird kind of like gothic sadness where it's always raining and they're just the characters just feel overcome with a kind of like maudlin depression. Um, that's kind of what Hollow Knight is. Like the one of the main areas, for example, the main city is called the City of Tears, where it's always raining. Um, and you come across these giant vistas where there's just like rain just smashing against the glass and stuff and um, so there's this whole kind of undercurrent in the game of like sadness and tragedy and that's that's brilliant of course of course it's a cliche to say about this type of game but the soundtrack is just absolutely killer it's brilliant i've been uh riding around the trains uh for the last like couple of weeks like listening to the soundtrack it's just like tracks like the the soul sanctum um and the resting grounds like are just absolute perfect video game music absolutely love it um as we already alluded to hollow knight is incredibly difficult holy shit oh my god uh <laughs> just just before i came on uh, online to to do this podcast with brack i was fighting a boss which i accidentally came across because like i was just trying to get my uh one of my charms fixed by the by the, the NPC in the game that fixes charms, and I accidentally came across a dream boss, and I was just like, oh yeah, okay, okay, this guy wants to fight, all right, let's do it, and then spent the literally an hour and a half <laughs> mixing it up with that boss, like dying repeatedly, repeatedly for an hour and a half, you know, but coming back and uh, and reattempting him, and it was incredibly difficult, like you need absolute pinpoint timing. Um, to to defeat that boss uh and the boss is his attack pattern is absolutely relentless there's just no time to breathe 
Actually, that's not true. Though. There's like a, there's the whole key to that boss is like dashing under one of his attack, and it gives you just a second to heal yourself if you if you have like enough soul, and that's the key to the boss. It's just like a war of attrition. Um, but just fantastic boss. Of course, I was tearing my hair out. Not that I have any hair. If I had any hair, I would be tearing it out. But like. <laughs> But just like screaming like, oh, you motherfucker, whatever. But like when I finally beat him after an hour and a half of just like pure sweat and feces, you know what I mean? Like, like, like I jumped out my chair. I was like, yes, I am the gaming god. <laughs> like this feeling. <laughs> Have you ever had like a boss that like was too difficult that you actually quit the game because of it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think the the final boss in Guacamelee got me. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, that's one of my favorite Metroidvania games. I like the Guacamelee games, both of them. Uh, yeah. and I never had a problem with that difficulty. You know which boss kicked my ass? And it's also because it's bad game design in this case. Mm. There's like a rush to clay game for the PSP, right? And the final boss is really hard. But what's the worst thing about it? All the ammo you use, and it's like match the click, so you're like you're shooting all the time, right? Yeah. After every fight, even if you die, you lost all the ammo. So you have to buy all the ammo again. So like after a while, like I was just I didn't have like any money to buy ammo again. So like after I I couldn't like I first had to grind to get money, and then I could get try again to fight the boss. So it, it just like ruined it for me. It's like quit. I I basically had the same thing in Hollow Knight recently, Breck. I was flying I was fighting a boss called Flukmarm, and uh, for this, I needed to deal more damage. So, I had this like charm, that was like uh, fragile strength, which which ups your sword, you know, your nail by like fifty percent or whatever. So I went up and got that guy, but every time you die, it breaks. So, and then I had to take a long journey from the boss back to that guy which took quite a while to get there and then get back down to the boss to fight him one more time and then have it you know die again <laughs> and I have to go back but each time I'm going back to this guy to, to get this charm fixed I'm paying money and eventually I just ran out of money and it's just like this is like nope I'm going to have to give up on that boss for now <laughs> until, I, <laughs> until I until I level up my sword um, but yeah like the thing is, like, the reason I can stick with that game over the other, like, you know, there are many frustrating, very difficult games. The reason I can stick with that one is because, firstly, the game is fantastic. I mean, it really is. Like, 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 despite some of the frustration that you when you run into uh, really tough bosses and stuff, there, everything else in the game is absolutely wonderful and the bosses are wonderful too even though you know they will kick your ass like relentlessly um but the controls are so tight you know this it the game is so perfectly made and the bosses as difficult as they are all of them have just a small weakness to be exploited do you know what I mean? There, there is a moment where the boss opens themselves up to attack. And with the controls so precise, when I die, I never think, like, this is unfair. Do you know what I mean? This this game's fucking me over. This is bullshit. I always feel it's my fault for just not being quite good enough. And the thing is, I can see the openings. I can see where they are. But it's just getting to them. It's just having that, you know, 
I should have been in like like a millimeter to the left here. Come on, what are you doing, man? Like, you're in the wrong position. Like, you you're moving too fast. You're getting too antsy. Do you know what I mean? You need to be patient or wait for the opening. Like, you're for fighting with yourself. And but I always felt like although those things are difficult, I can see what I need to do. It's just getting it done. And then you just practice and you practice, right? And you practice and then you get like you have that video game thing where you're just getting just a little step closer every time you do it and then when you do do it it's just this huge endorphin rush right this huge adrenaline rush you're off the couch and screaming like ah screaming in people's faces and they're like what the fuck is your problem like <laughs> like uh yeah so um yeah that, that, that and that's why i can i can deal with that because the game is so well designed and i really feel like it's never the game's fault it's never unfair. yeah yeah it- it's, it's true. It's never the game that you can hit. Like it's you're just like talking to you were saying or something wrong to him. It's like when you get slapped, it's never the game's fault. It's your fault. That's what you're trying to say, right? When you get sl- what you get slapped? What? <laughs> when you get hit, like when, 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 the, when the, the game uh, beats your ass, it's like always your fault. Yeah. You just said the wrong day at the wrong time. It's just like it's never the game's fault. All right. That's why you never press charges, right? To the yeah, to well, your boyfriend, the game. Oh, Brack, you don't 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 refer to your mother as the game. I mean. Come on. No, I'm, I'm talking about the rapper the game. Oh, okay. I have no idea. You d- what? <laughs> See, I'd, 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 I'd definitely lean more towards the game as in the pro wrestler. Triple H, the game. Time to play the game! So, <laughs> I don't want to slap him either. He fucking beast my ass. <laughs> Is he the one who's, who's beating you? <laughs> show, show me on the door where he, where he hits you. Richard. Oh, man. But yeah, anyway. Hollow Knight brilliant game i i i can recommend if you have even an inkling of love for something like uh metroid or even zelda i think or even dark souls um go check out hollow knight it is absolutely incredible i am 23 hours into the game and absolutely loving it have not even remotely tired of that game i'm i'm i'm, I'm gonna keep going um and i, I want to finish that game uh, at the moment that game is on the path to be being one of my favorite games if not like literally my favorite game of all time if it can hold pace though my one fear about that game is at some point it is going to edge me out and just be too difficult to bear like i live in fear of that it gives me like the night sweats um but fingers crossed um it won't do that but the thing is like like it's diff. It's different from guacamole the reason guacamole was very difficult for me is because i've never had a problem i just say yeah, I, I, I know that, but like, uh, okay, one thing I learned about um, uh, while playing this game is the subjective notion of difficulty, because like, uh, Fluke Mom, right, a boss that absolutely kicks my fucking ass, Yeah. that, that boss Luke kicks Mom. my ass, right? He is renowned as one of the easiest bosses in the game. Yeah, that fucker beasts me. Like, I don't know what it is. Um, He just absolutely kicks my backside. Yet, one of the more difficult bosses that a lot of people have trouble with, the Dung Defender, I beat him my first time and didn't break a sweat. So, it's like, do you know what I mean? I think there is a weird subjective element to difficulty. Like, things that fall inside your playstyle and things that don't. And Guacamele had so many different like like combinations that you had to press um on the controller 
like 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 it really confused me my brain couldn't work that fast but hollow knight on the other hand works on a very simple button combo it's just basically judging where to jump and judging when to attack like this and your your special powers and stuff are uh basically mapped very simply to the button so you don't really have to enter into like large combos or buttons like you like you would with uh, guacamole and i think that's why guacamole was really uh, difficult for me you know constantly changing between red and blue and stuff like that and doing like trying to pull off all these weird combos yeah see like fluke mom is kicking your ass right yeah he was kicking my ass he shouldn't uh, be kicking you know, my ass but he is yeah you know what kicked my ass is what? that uh, a red vodka drink called flugel that's uh that, that kicked my ass sometimes uh, when i was younger and drinking a lot yeah you I... ever had that ever had flugel flugel no what's that flugel that's like some some weird like red wo- red vodka like mixed drink which was like really big in, uh, in europe for a while i think which like like a party drink and it has like this like small bottles and it's like a like a, a, a duck in front of it and it's like flugel and i think flugel is probably the sound the duck makes but it's like small red bottles with with uh, red vodka in it. I'm fairly sure ducks quack. I'm fairly sure they don't flugel. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's like, maybe it's like <laughs> German or something or Swedish or whatever. Like I'm not sure where it's from. So maybe the birds there like make that sound. All right. Well, if you ever, if you if you ever hear a duck say flugel, I mean it's fucked up on vodka. Um, yes. Yes. All right. So. Uh, yeah, let's let's move on to the uh, to the next thing. Yeah, uh, again, Hollow Knight, highly recommended. Go play it, um, or miss out at your own uh, expense because it was on PlayStation Plus. Go play it, seriously, people. What's next on your list, Brack? So I've been watching a lot of gangster TV shows, right? I've been watching two gangster TV shows. The first one I'm going to talk about is a show called Warrior. Uh, uh, Warrior came out. It's like it's season two right now, and it's I'm watching season one came out like uh, last year. It's a Cinemax show. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Cinemax, YouTube, but uh, Cinemax. It's like it's like uh, 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 HBO's like horny little brother, right? Like you think HBO's HBO is like oh with tits and ass and, and blood, but like and class. Like Cinemax is all that same stuff with tits and ass and blood, but without the class. Like they know, they know what they are. You know what I mean? They're like, and they have like a lot of like uh, highly violent action shows, which also has like a lot of boobs in them, and it's like really bloody and like, like just like with like very like pulpy type shows. Cineflash. Uh, Cinemax, Cinemax, oh. and it has it has like it has had like the nickname of Skinemax because oh. it also had like like late night like <laughs> like nudie shows like that. <laughs> Before they make like more uh, like normal TV shows, like uh, uh, Steven Soderbergh, one of his shows was on, on, on Cinemax. Um, Skinemax. But Skinemax. And uh, one of the shows that I really liked much, a lot of there was Benji, which was about this dog? criminal who took. No, no, it's about Benji the dog. Everybody got... knows Benji the dog. <laughs> this is a TV show, Benji. But it was not about this criminal. Who, like... Benji the dog was a TV show called Benji. This is Benji the dog. Sure. No, but it's different. It's written different. It's like the Irish thing, Benji. Today. Oh. Not Benji, like the dog. But now, uh, which was about like this this uh, this dude who like criminal who took like the, the place of like a cop in like a small town and they had to do with like Amish gangsters and like uh, uh, Russian gangsters and like a lot of fighting, a lot of blood. 
and love sex in it. And this that this dude is also making who made that show. It's also making Warrior, and Warrior is like a, a Gangs of New York type TV gangster show about like uh, the early like late 1800s in like San Francisco, and it's about like Chinese immigrants and like like the Chinese gangs, uh, triad gangs in there, and like triad wars and like Irish gangs as well. But uh, and, and it's pretty interesting like story wise as well, and, like really f- uh, uh, like fun conflict and like somebody's joining the ranks and like there's backstabbing like the, the the son of the main gangster obviously wants to be the the big boss wants to take his dad out and stuff like that Let's but at the same time out. yeah just like just backstab he wants to be the boss himself oh. right like uh, you know how it is i like those gang shows take his dad out to right? the pound to get a new dog cool benji maybe that as well there's there there are, there are ducks in there as well i think uh more ducks than dogs uh because they actually call the white people ducks for some reason. The, the Asian gangsters, like the Chinese gangsters, they call white people ducks. I'm not sure why. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Like Maybe they explained it in the early first season that I missed that a little bit and I forgot about it. Also, like they, you think, like oh, it's uh, it's like about triad gangs. They talk Chinese to each other. But then just go around it by like having them just talk English all the time. Except when... like white people are near then they talk english only with like a bad chinese accent right <laughs> to make it seem like they're like or they talk chinese at those times with subtitles but in general they just talk english to each other and you just have to imagine that they're talking chinese like they don't have like their convictions that they're like let's let's have subtitles in the show because you have to focus on other stuff like tits and ass and blood mm. right like this show has like a formula and it is the formula is every episode we can have like our gangster story whatever but we also have to have tits and ass and blood and because of that, there are like a lot of really good like kung fu fight scenes in here. Like they have like a lot of the, the, the main characters are, are like martial artists as well. And you have like some guys from the raid in there. Like we were doing like the fight sequences, and like one of the main other gangsters guys from like a rifle gang is like the dude from the raid. Like one of the dudes from the raid. And then like so you have like this like gangs of New York like very serious like uh, uh, like gangster story, and all of a sudden it just turns into a fight and it's like a 10 minute long like bloody brawl with like super nice like shots and like super insane violence and it's like uh i really like that mix it's very watchable for me I... and some, sometimes like they have like episodes like okay this episode we need to get money so we're like doing like uh we're going to like a, a town next to mexico and we have like a fighting uh tournament and there's like a fighting tournament episode only it's like shot really well and there's some other stuff going on as well but it's like really nice fight scenes Hmm, that sounds fun. But as long as it's not like tits and ass and then blood, you know, out of the ass, because that's a bloody brawl you don't want to get into, and it happens regularly. To you, maybe. But uh, <laughs> that's 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 uh, something that, that that's not the case. Like it's just like it's just like a really like grimy, pulpy gangster show, but with really high budget. Like they have like nice locations of San Francisco, like old time San Francisco. And a lot of like really well shot action. Like, uh, and originally it was based on, on like a concept by Bruce Lee. Like he was supposed to like work made like this this script that that this show is based on, but he never finished it obviously because he died. And uh, like the main dude is like uh, does like a lot of Bruce Lee type action as well. He's supposed to be like a Bruce Lee like uh, lookalike in a way. But yeah, it's uh, I really like the show. Like the fight scenes are amazing. Like some of the best fight scenes I've ever seen on television. Well, at least Bruce Lee lives on in the fight. I mean, I'm sure he'd be super proud of that. 
Yeah. Oh, and he's called Bruce the Boss in that. Because <laughs> he was in a movie like, called The Boss. But yeah, that that's the one gangster show I've been watching. And the other one, it's the granddaddy of all gangster shows. I've been watching The Sopranos. And uh, I've only finished season one so far. But this show is amazing. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, it's like an old show. I was like, I was not sure if I would like it. Like, Damn. It was like oh, maybe. Yeah, no, I thought that was probably good, but I was like. Don't sleep you know, on The Sopranos. It, it, I was like, for what people talk about, it's like, oh, it paved the way to, like, the shows we have these days, right? But, uh, uh, and that's like kind of an insult. Because it's much better than most of the shows we have these days. Now, because I think what I like about Sopranos as well, that it knows, it's not like a lot of TV shows, like, uh, like, like art TV shows we have these days, where they're like, we're like a movie, we're like a 10 hour story. No, The Sopranos knows it's a TV show, and they have like episode arcs and everything. And like some episodes are like, have like storylines that don't really, don't go anywhere in, in, in next seasons or whatever. Like, it, it really knows it's a TV show, and that, that's what makes it so much fun to watch. Like, they all go on, like, crazy, like, events and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just basically acted really fucking funny. That show is hilarious. Like, I, I laugh out loud, like, I'm laughing out loud, like, multiple, like, times an episode, almost. It's, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Mm. Yeah, I, I, um, I've watched all of The Sopranos, um... If I remember right, that was uh, very nostalgic for me because uh, back in the time when uh, I used to rent TV shows on DVD or whatever, I went to the video store and like like I they had like all five seasons or whatever it was of The Sopranos and I would like just basically rent a bunch of DVDs and then watch them and take them back and then rent the other stuff like very <laughs> old school style. Um, but yeah, that's how I watched The Sopranos and I I really loved The Sopranos. Um, I watched it a long time ago, so I can't really say so much about it, except for just, yeah, I just really, really loved it. I, I never got tired of The Sopranos and was happy all the way to, to its conclusion. Um, and as you say, absolutely, this paved the way for things like Breaking Bad and uh, other shows like that. You can really feel uh, the very directly the influence that that the sopranos had on on breaking bad i mean it's, it's very obvious um and breaking bad as well also isn't like pretending it's like a 10-hour movie it actually has like episode arcs like the way sopranos does yeah yeah indeed indeed uh really good stuff like really good stuff i don't have anything bad to say about the sopranos whatsoever just just great stuff um yeah yeah, yeah, I'm gonna enjoy watching the rest of it. Like, I started like last week, right? Maybe less than last week. Like, like I started last weekend, and then I'm already like finished season one, and I'm all, and I'm almost done with season two. Like, cool. it's very addictive to watch. Like, uh, great stuff. Yeah, they, they, I, I think it has very good pacing as well. I mean, there are a lot of really grisly murders in The Sopranos, but they pace them out quite well as well like 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 the really like high spot moments and I, it's, I, not dour. Mm. it's not like a dour like depressive show even though the main character is depressed but it's like it's really funny yeah it is but also it... it has maybe like the most like <laughs> worst antagonist ever like oh i hated that mother of the of the of, of the right now in season one. Oh yeah oh no <laughs> you know 
I looked at the Wikipedia page, right? That like the guy who made the, the show, he says that character is based on his own mother, and it's like, oh poor guy. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I feel really bad for you right now. Like that's that that's like a straight up witch. Like she's it's terrible. Yeah, oh, no, the mother's just the worst, yeah. Um, I, I do enjoy the legacy of the Sopranos though, like especially when it comes to the actors. Like it's uh, <laughs> those actors like forever turn up in similar roles that they had in the Sopranos too throughout the history of movies afterwards. <laughs> yeah, like everyone every time you need like a gangster type, you're like, Oh yeah, let's let's go through the flip book of Sopranos actors, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's pretty funny. But yeah, I'm sure you're going to have an amazing time in the back half of the Sopranos practice. It's great. It's a fantastic TV show. So let's let's come on to the to the uh, last. Uh, no, of course, if you haven't seen the Sopranos, you should definitely rectify that. It's a, it's it's classic. Um, but yeah, coming on to the the last item on the list, uh, something Rack and I are going to talk about uh, together. We're going to talk about the movie Tenant. So a brief. Uh, uh, a brief note here we are likely gonna talk about spoilers in this section so if you haven't seen uh tenant now is the time that you should probably uh stop the podcast and go and watch tenant maybe uh <laughs> and yeah return when you've seen it so we um i'm not sure how deep we're going to go into spoilers but there might be some here so there you go you have been warned if you want to continue with the podcast great stuff but if you really don't want tenant spoiled for you please go do something else like play hollow knight or watch tenant um, <laughs> so here we go brex uh I, I, I you know what in the essence of charity please go ahead tell me what did you think about tenant uh, i liked it quite a bit the time i watched it but um i i think it's probably not one of Nolan's weaker films and like the the the, the sci-fi element of it you know like the sci-fi stuff is like the most confusing of all his films like the yeah. other films people talked about inception being difficult to understand and i never got that but there are definitely secrets in tenet where it's like okay what is it i'm gonna spoil it i'm gonna throw some spoilers Go ahead. what the fuck is a temporal pincer movement you know what i mean like like what the f like it like you try to wrap your brain around it you kind of understand it but then you're like what then this or wait wait what like like there are some secrets where you're like okay does does this make sense i have to make, like think about if this actually makes sense you know and some of the most thrilling action sequences in this movie have nothing to do with the timing stuff you know what yeah. i mean my favorite sequence is like uh feels like uh almost like a james bond type sequence if it was shot like by michael mann you know there's like this one where they have like the to rob like a moving truck right and it's like uh very thrilling and it's like very well shot and it's like detailed in the way you expect from like a michael man shot but it's kind of outlandish like the way you expect from like a james bond uh, uh type uh, action sequence so that's one of the sequences i like the most and the last one which is the most one about like the, the crazy time travel stuff like just didn't work at all and the characters are kind of flat as well like they're not don't have <laughs> that much beat to them uh, like the main character, like he doesn't even have a name, for, for real. Like he's the protagonist. That's literally the name of this character on the IMDb, you know. Or like, like uh, he has no like actual main name. Yeah, so I like, that. So it's like okay, there's like you don't know, even know anything about his history or anything, like nothing. 
and yeah, at times it works, at times it doesn't. I didn't dislike it, but it's like the one, like other Nolan movies that I really like, especially if I watch them in, in like an IMAX screen. I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to watch this again. I'm looking forward to watching this again. And with Tenet, I was like, yeah, it was, it was fine. It was nice. I liked it. Uh, see, I'm, I'm, I'm less charitable than you. I think, um, uh, it get, uh, tenant, uh, oh, this, oh, this is a tough one. Uh, tenant was, uh, yeah, a movie I didn't particularly enjoy a movie, uh, ostensibly a dull movie, uh, a slightly bad movie with some great stuff in it is how I felt about Tenant. I think this is Nolan's first real misfire, and I think he misfired pretty hard on this. Um, like you, uh, there were many, many scenes in the film where I just didn't have a fucking clue what was happening. Like, it was all just going over my head completely. To, But, at, you know, I reached a point where I was just like, okay, I'm getting confused. And I'm spending much. I'm spending far too much time trying to figure out what is happening here. So I'm gonna just kind of sit back and just kind of let it kind of wash over me, rather than trying to, you know, nitpick the details or really truly understand what's going on here. So I was kind of forced into that position. Um, they they talk about many technical things and uh, many terms that you just don't really understand what they're talking about. And also the bigger picture kind of gets lost somewhere as well like at the end of the movie there was a lot of running around and shooting and people running backwards as they go back in time and people going forwards as they're going forward in time and they're just like actually on a basic level two things firstly i didn't truly understand what was happening i didn't understand <laughs> i didn't really even understand what exactly they were trying to achieve um, there was some bomb that needed to be stopped or something like that, but I didn't really truly understand that. Um, also, I just didn't care. Uh, especially the end action sequence of that film is legitimately terrible because the characters are very thin. There are a lot of people running around and blowing up and dying, but you don't know any of them. And you have only a vague idea of what is the the people are trying to achieve in the first place and also the enemies that are working for the bad guy are completely faceless and if you notice you don't actually ever see them there's no direct connection with the enemy it's just like fire gunfire from you know like kind of like faceless positions and explosions but you don't never actually get to see any actual combat it's just people running and then things blowing up and people going ah as they get blown up by random explosions and stuff. There's no tension. There's no... See, I like Dunkirk, for example. And some of these things you're saying, like, also yeah, apply Dunkirk to Dunkirk. Dunkirk is great. Dunkirk is, like, is Dunkirk, much, well, much, much, much have... better made. <laughs> like Dunkirk, right? Uh, 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 characters don't have that much to them, but it puts you in the position of, like, that character. Like, you yeah. imagine, like, what you would do if you were in a situation. And, you know, it really happened. There were, like, like bo almost literally, like, boys on that war, on that beach. And Dunkirk also doesn't show, like, the enemies at all. Like, there's, like, you almost uh, don't see any, like, Nazis in that movie. No, but that works because, sort of, like, you're with those dudes. Like, it's not about those, the enemy, right? 
and like the character kind of flat with this like this is really a real story and it's like it puts you in like in that situation and you have like a lot of character actors who like bring a lot of gravitas to like their small roles and it makes it like a really like lean uh, 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 like piece you know it makes yeah. it a really lean like movie that, that, that's the but thing this time it does, none of that stuff happens like it, may, it wants to be like a really plot heavy movie like about a concept but it never really explains that concept all that much like Inception is like a really concept movie but it has like a really clean section like really early on where it's like okay this is how it works this is the role of every person on this team this is how all these aspects of like this time distortion time like dream stuff works uh, like the time slows down and like this person has this role this person is like the architect this person is like the dreamer this person like the director or something like that like it has all those parts explained to you in detail really effectively in like a fun like exposition sequence but in this movie like stuff is introduced like third act like mm. stuff about this like type of time mechanics are introduced in like the in like the third act like characters are introduced like who makes it like a big part of like the, the one of the the third lead of like the four, fourth lead almost it's like this this dude that gets introduced like in the in like the like the last 30 minutes you know what i mean yeah. like the uh the, the dude with the brown beard aaron aaron johnson Aaron Johnson. It's like, this is too, it's too late. Like, Kick ass. You yeah. should have been there earlier. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, he, he was introduced really late, and like, like you say, the reason why Dunkirk worked well is because you know it threw you in there with the boys in that particular uh, situation. I mean, you didn't really know who those people were, but you understood what situation they were in. You understood the danger, the imminent danger that they were in. And the simplicity was Dunkirk's, you know, biggest boon. The fact that you, you know, you don't need to be told about temporal rifts or this type of thing. You know, you just understand these are some boys. They're trying to escape from this beach and they're in the shit. That's what you know. And then hence you're along for the ride. But in um, uh, in Tenant, it just it doesn't work like that. Because like if you don't know the stakes, if you don't really truly understand the stakes and the rules. Like, why should you care how it goes? I, I, I tell you, one of the the, the 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 worst things about this film is like, at the end, I guess there's a there's kind of a massive spoilers alert, people. Massive spoilers. You have been warned. So here comes the biggest spoiler for the film, I think. Um. So, uh, the character who who Robert Patterson plays, right? He is killed in the film. You don't see his death, but he he is killed. And there's a scene right at the sort of close of the film where they are congratulating each other on a mission well done. And then there's a there's a conversation between the main character and uh, Robert Patterson's character because Robert Patterson is going back to do something he has to do down in the down in the action. I don't know. This is like this. Christ, it's even too difficult to explain, isn't it? Anyway, he needs to go off and do something, right? But the main character knows that when he goes down there to do that, he's going to die because he's seen his backpack down there, right? And he knows that he got killed um, doing that. So, but, you know, the whole time thing, he can't interrupt the chain of events or whatever. So he can't stop that. So he knows his his friend is going to, to his death, but he can't interfere or stop it because of you know time paradox or whatever so there's this excellent moment where where they're they're saying goodbye and you know the 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 character is tearing up because he knows that his friend's marching to his death 
and you know i got that but i was watching with my girlfriend at the time and we came out of the cinema and she was like oh yeah you know happy ending i was like no not really the guy the you know he died it was like he died it's like yeah he died and it's like she's like what do you mean he, he no he went down and he was he was going off to do more time stuff no like he died you know the backpack and i was like i had to explain it to her like properly she's like oh i didn't get that and that's like <laughs> that's like 90 percent of the movie that's like a microcosm for the whole film like ah oh, yeah i didn't didn't quite understand that <laughs> like uh, but um but there are some good things that save it like from really joining the the uh the the massive scrap pile um so the best things about this movie are the like brack says are the more focused things the things that you can really understand i think one of the strongest points was the as was the plot line which was much easier to understand of uh the of the bad guy uh kenneth branner and and kenneth branner's wife that was good uh, kenneth branner's uh, plot i i barely understand though his his motivation is kind of insane no yeah his motivation no his motivation is like pure what why you know he that that's that yeah his motivation is bullshit because he wants to blow up the world because what he's dying or something like that and i mean i'm not sure how he got these powers in the first place i think he found them in russia or something it's people let me explain it to you people in the future right this is like they, they explain this very very poorly people in the future uh, yeah are mad at us at the past at us uh, like like we're like fu- we're like future boomers to them like they hate us because we fucked up the planet and that to, to, for them to take revenge i think is them to send the bomb back in time right to like destroy time the world i'm not sure but for some reason they think that by sending a, a, a super nuke from the future to our time they will fix stuff maybe but at least we fucked stuff up for the future which tracks i, I understand that we fucked yeah. up stuff up we were fucking up the environment for the future that's what they're like mad about in the future and that's why they invited, invented like this time stuff and that's why they sent uh, stuff back in the past to Kenneth Branagh to make he is becoming their like their 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 guy. Like he's not even the real villain, right? He's like he's like a henchman for future villains who are trying to destroy our world slash timeline, which might fix stuff or not. And like uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, uh, not Batman. Uh, Robert Pattinson says it's like oh it doesn't matter if it works it matters if they believe if it works but i doubt that the people who, who created time travel stuff understands a way to make this work you know what i mean no um yeah like like like, if, like they they think the future people think that if they send a bomb back in time to us and explode our world that for some reason it fixes stuff for them which to me thinks it, it wouldn't yeah you know what i mean, I mean they're playing with their aren't they playing with their own existence by doing that yeah you know what what you want to do if you want to fix the planet right send like uh 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 back in time send like like a way for clean energy back to like the guy who like first yeah. invents electricity you know what i mean like send that shit back so we have like electrical cars in like the 40s you know send us that stuff <laughs> then we can fix the timeline don't, don't like try to blow up the world i mean in, like 2020 i think donald trump somehow got zapped into the future and came up with that plan um 
Like, I can think of so many ways where that are easier to fix stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's see, I again in the words of my girlfriend, I didn't get that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really understand that. And uh, so I just. That's like, like a late third act, like a mid third act, like revelation. You know what I mean? It's like they explain that way late, like they didn't tell you that early at all. Christ, I thought like uh, like my my vague understanding was that you know uh, Kenneth Branagh wanted to die and he had somehow gotten this he had somehow unearthed this stuff from the future and had been putting it together and you know he was basically gonna destroy Earth because he was dying and he felt vengeful like that kind of like it, what if I can't have it nobody can have it type of. That's true, but that's why he was picked to do this stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he, he is just like he was like targeted because he is like ruthless enough to be and, and, and like insane enough that he, like he would like follow their instructions so he can have like a rich life and then he die in, in his forties or something. Like Kenneth Branagh is like has like is super heavy in this. Like he's not good in this movie. Oh, I think no. I think Kenneth Branagh is, he... is playing is like like what's a Jack Ryan character like this Russian like villain like. You, you know, see, I disagree. I th- I thought that he was one of the more entertaining things about this. I think well, his performance, I thought, was really fun. <laughs> you know, like, uh, Kenneth Branagh, while directing Thor, right, he has, like, this quote about, like, uh, when he's, like, and I'm not sure, he's, he's, he's like, directing Ray Stevens or whatever. And he's playing, he did, like, the big fat dude in, in Thor. Yeah, and he's, like... Uh, he and Christy was afraid that he was too too hammy, and then uh, Kenneth Branagh has like some quote about uh, dipping your foot into the river of ham, of like swimming in, of diving down in the, in the river of ham, right? And in this movie, he's full on like aquamaning through the river of ham, like he's full on like deep sea diving, like in the river of ham, like he's like over the top. I love that. This is insane for sure. I, 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 to be honest, in my opinion, he was literally the best thing about the film. Like, like, uh, I really appreciated his colorful performance. He went for it, and uh, I really enjoyed his his performance there. The, the best thing about the film for me is the soundtrack, which I really like. Yeah, I can't speak to that. I can't remember anything about it, which probably, again, like, <laughs> makes it not particularly impressive. But yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed uh, the, the, the. Uh, the stuff with Kenneth Branagh and Kenneth Branagh's wife, her threat or her motivation and her payoff was very easy to understand. And I enjoyed that aspect of the movie. And, you know, I guess I, I could catch some mild thrill from seeing her, you know, try to, especially at the end of the movie, try to negotiate this kind of like undercover scenario that she's in and trying to uh, trick the bad guy, trying to kick trick Kenneth Branagh's, character although again i don't really get it like if kenneth branner is focused on blowing up the world why does he give a fuck about what his wife is doing do you know what i mean like uh, i don't get that either <laughs> uh don't, don't ask me also what i found funny like i watched this movie with my sister right and like the actress who plays his wife elizabeth de becky is really tall she's like mm-hmm. like two meters or like maybe even taller than that and uh what my wife didn't Two yeah, meters, you know, you know. Jesus Christ, Brack. She's she's, she's a human being. She's not a monster. I, know, I, I think she's really tall. Like I, 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 maybe maybe not two meters, but she's really tall. Yeah, I'm saying not right? two meters. She's, she's not... one ninety. <laughs> she's, she's like above one ninety. 
Fucking hell. Which is real, still really tall. She's yeah, like, uh, massive. <laughs> she's really tall. But my sister, who I was watching this with, didn't get that, that she's really tall. She thought every dude in this in this movie was really fucking short. Like everybody else was like 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 Tom Cruise leg. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I, I, I yeah. didn't notice, but Jesus, if I saw a girl... Did you like... notice? Like, she's really tall. Like, I, I noticed that. Like, they, there are scenes where she's like with the main dude, right? And she's like a head longer than him. Jesus Christ. Wow. I mean, I, I live in Japan. I mean, uh, I, I <laughs> barely get to see girls over five foot five. Um, so, yeah, I guess my mind doesn't work like that. But, yeah, anyway, I think uh, some good scenes. Although, the, like you say, like the, the, the scene with the truck, right? Like you were saying, you like that scene. That is so full of holes because they, they are boxing in the truck. And it's like the guys in the truck don't react to being boxed in by various different vehicles they just like oh yeah this we're being boxed in by all these cars on different sides yeah yeah nothing wrong with that <laughs> and then like when people actually start you know attacking them and trying to rob them they're like surprised as in oh my god <laughs> it's like dude <laughs> you should have known that from the second you got boxed in by a bunch of cars <laughs> yeah it's so stupid and why didn't they, they just like... press the brakes there was also somebody behind them right? <laughs> Yeah, but they couldn't. Yeah, but then again, like think of like the the. Then the... you crash. That's all you want. Yeah, you, you don't I mean, want to crash. Do something. Well, when you when you get like boxed in on two sides by cars, then you know break. <laughs> there was like a million chances to get out of that situation, but they just kept going in a straight line. Like I thought that was so stupid when I was watching the film. I was like, why don't they do something? They're obviously They're being, good. you know, they are the worst people at their job ever. They realized it way too late. That's true. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I didn't mind it. I, I thought it was like the execution of it, the way it was shot. I really enjoyed that. And I was like, you know what? You don't need to do sci-fi stuff all the time. You can just have like a, a nice action movie. But, you know, I, I still respect like a big swing and a miss. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it was a big swing, sure. even though it was a miss. Yes, I, I agree with that. And I also get the feeling if you've watched this movie about three or four times, if you have the patience to ever do that, which I probably won't, but if he did, I'm fairly sure this would become more enjoyable if you can actually sort out the, the plot beats like a bit better in your head. Um, but yeah, anyway, there we go. That's our opinion of Tenant and all the other things we've talked about. If you have any opinions on Tenant or indeed any of the other things we've talked about on this show, please uh, sound off in the comment section and uh, please join us next time you get invited to a six man plus orgy and decide to get in on oh.